Good morning, Hope Baptist Church. Good morning. Let's do it again. Good morning, Hope Baptist Church. That's a bit better. Welcome to our first all-age family service in 2022. I like your enthusiasm. Continue that, please. My name is Mark. I'm the new youth and children's pastor. Uh, new children. You can tell I'm nervous, can't you? I'm the new youth and children's pastor here at Hope. Hey, again, I'm loving enthusiasm. Just to let you know, those who have children, we're going to be using this space a lot. So just refrain them from using it just at the moment. They'll be using it very shortly. But first, I have a big question for all of you. For you to think about how big is your family. And when I say family, I'm of course thinking about parents, grandparents, cousins, aunts and uncles and kids. Yes, also your brothers and sisters. They too count as part of your family. I wonder how big your family is. You see, my family is quite small. I've got no cousins, got one brother, not really many aunts and uncles. But when I married, I found out Letty had 22 cousins, all of which almost had nine kids each, which is a lot. And that's quite big. I've also worked at a school where they say family, we're a family, that includes staff, kids, parents, that's potentially thousands of people. I also worked in Ikea, the big blue tin, where they had come join our family of 200,000 people. And if you shop with us, we're the biggest family in the world. So maybe your family isn't as big as that, as big as a football team, football club, Ikea, McDonald's, even McDonald's has a family now. But I want everyone for just a moment to humor me and stand up. I'm going to show you the biggest family in the world, the best family in the world. Now look around, look around the room. Aren't we that, we're not quite big, are we? I think Letty's cousins beat us in numbers alone. Definitely not bigger than the school family. We're definitely not bigger than a McDonald's or Ikea family. Uh, really sorry, guys. Can we sit down? That's really disappointing, isn't it? So we just talk about our family here at Hope, including those who are watching online. We're quite small. We're quite a small family. But what have we added? All the churches in Plymouth. We still be quite small. What about all the churches in the southwest, from Cornwall to Bristol? Still quite small, actually. We're still not beating Ikea. We've got to do better. You can tell I love Ikea, can't you? England. How about all the churches in England? We're getting there. The UK, England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland? We need to go bigger. Europe. Yes, I like that. Europe, including France, Germany, Spain, Italy, Greece, and all the others. We're getting bigger. Can we go bigger than that, though? Let's go to the second one. Yes. How about the world? If we include not just Europe, but North America, South America, Africa, 
Asia, Australia, all the continents. You know what? We beat any school family. We beat any work family. We beat McDonald's family. And yes, we beat Ikea's family. You know why? The church is in every single country in the world. Ikea is only here, and I checked, at the most, 30 countries. Take that, Ikea. I love Ikea, really, I do. But we are part of a big global family. And not only that, but we're part of a global family which is actually God's global family. That's the real part of it. God's global family, which we can all be part of, which is amazing. So in a minute, we're about to start worship, worshiping the fact that we have this God who's led us into this big, great big global family. But before we do that, I need some help. I need Letty and Lydia to come up for me, please, because they are going to teach us some action. So kids. Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Thank you. Letty. Did you know, at the time of Matthew 28, hardly anyone knew about Jesus? 2,000 years ago, there was only about, roughly, perhaps even less than the number in this room who were following Jesus. And they had a big mission. Jesus said, go and tell everyone about me. Because at that time, there were no Christians in America, or France, or Africa, or India, or even Plymouth. There was in one place, which was Jerusalem. And Jesus said to his followers, go and make disciples of all nations in every part of the world. Tell people about me. Make them part of my big global family. Go from one city to every city, from one tiny part of the world to every single part of the world. So the whole world will know about me. There's only one big problem for these disciples, these first followers. It's a big mission. How are they supposed to do it? They didn't have the internet. They didn't have phones to tell people or to text people or to social media people. They didn't have planes. They didn't have cars. They didn't have trains. They didn't even have trainers. They didn't have any of this stuff. So how are they supposed to do it when it's such a big job? Well, Jesus says this. He says, don't worry, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. I've got all the power, guys. And he also said, I'm with you to the very end. 
So in fact, these first followers don't need planes or trains or cars or trainers or the internet, although these can help. They had Jesus to power them. They had Jesus to strengthen them. They had Jesus to help them for the whole mission. And for 2,000 years, that's what the church has been doing. Because the church of God's big global family isn't my idea. It isn't the church's idea. It is God's idea. And it's God's idea because there's a big global problem. Bigger than climate change. Bigger than pollution. Bigger than anything you can think of. And it's this It's sin, sin covering the world. Everyone has the same problem, which is sin. It's all the yucky, ugly stuff inside us. All the stuff we know we do wrong, the stuff we think are not great. It's when we are selfish and we hurt others. It's when we do bad things. It's when we say to God, nah, I'm going to go this way, thank you, not this way. And we can't do it on by ourselves. We can't get rid of sin by ourselves. There's a problem. And that's why Jesus came on the cross. He came on the cross to deal with sin. He died so that sin could be got rid of. But not only did he just die on the cross for sin, he also rose from the dead so that everyone could have a chance to be forgiven and be part of God's great big global family if they say sorry to God and turn to him. And this is the big mission, the big mission of the church, that everyone has a chance to become part of this great big global family. But the problem is, this is a bit small, isn't it? I need a smaller volunteer to help me. Can I have a volunteer to hold up the world? Yes, you at the front. Fantastic. Come on, come on, come on. I'm going to step right here for me. And I want you to hold the world as high as you can. Oh, don't fall, don't fall. Hold the world as high as you can. That's brilliant. Oh, hang on. There's a problem. That is a major problem. Don't break the world. Thank you. I knew it was going to be trouble. I knew it was going to be trouble. Okay, just keep it still. Don't break it. Okay, that was some earthquakes somewhere. Okay. Okay, let's just keep it up. So the, there we go. South Pole at the bottom, North Pole at the top. Excellent. We've still got a problem. It's not you holding. You're, do, you're doing great now. No. You're the right size. The world's a bit small, isn't it? Hang on. You stay there. Is this big enough? Hey, you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, I guess. All right, well, let's see you how you do. Let's check that, thank you. Hold this up, please. Don't drop it, it's going to be bigger. Oh, dear me. Oh, dear. You know, if you drop it, you're a Bond villain. Um, fantastic. So, I need some volunteers because... Ooh, lovely. I need some small people and some big people my parents, to help me. I'm going to need my assistant, Lydia, to help me. 
And can you get Lydia, can you get the marker pens over here for me? We're going to need you to gently lower the world because these kids have to reach it. Okay, if you want to do that, it's going to be hard, but okay. How about we lower our arms as well? Do you want to sit down? Would that be easier? Fantastic. So, I need someone to find me. Uh, let's see. Can someone find me Africa? Oh, oh. You can't find me Africa. Where is it? Can you tell me which color it is? Oh, it's this one. Fantastic. Thank you. Lydia, can you write Africa for me? Brilliant. Guys, thank you so much for your help. Can anyone give them a big round of applause, please? Okay, guys, sit down. Thank you so much. So, from one city in Jerusalem to the whole world, it's been the church's mission to tell people about Jesus. Join our big global family. Know and love Jesus. Has it worked? Well, I need now our second reading from Lydia, please, which is from Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 10. Oh, you need a mic. You're probably hear you. Okay, Revelation 7, verses 9 to 10. The great multitude in white robes. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our Lord, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So can you imagine it? John, one of Jesus' first followers, has a picture, a vision from God. And in it, he sees every part of the world, every corner of the earth, which is quite remarkable as there's no corners in the world, but every part of earth, from every nation, every country, every tribe, every language, every people, all saying one thing, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. They are so thankful that Jesus has saved them, that he's allowed them to be part of this ginormous global family. From Iceland to Japan, from Russia to Australia, from east to west, north to south, you've got people all crying out at the same time, Jesus, thank you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus saves. And these Christians all look different from each other. They all sound different from each other. But there's one thing that is the same for each of them, no matter which country they're from, no matter what language they speak. And that's because Jesus saved them and brought them into the biggest family there ever is. But you know what this picture reminds me of? 
Oh, no one answers. This picture reminds you, it is the Olympics. The Olympic opening ceremony. If you have the slide for that, brilliant. The Olympics. In every Olympics, you have all the countries waving their flags, and they're coming down, and they're going, look at me, look at my country. My country's great. We're going to win gold. We're going to be the very best. At least we hope so, but we're going to be the very best. Look at us. But in Revelation 7, in John's picture, the world, instead of saying, look at me, to next slide, please, goes, look at Jesus. The nations look at Jesus and go, look at him. Look at him. He's great. He's the best. He deserves the gold. Not me. Not our country. In fact, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here. And I know some of you like sports. Some of you are big fans of football, perhaps basketball. And you're chanting your team's name, aren't you? In the Olympics, you're chanting, Britain, Britain, Britain. Or you might be chanting your football team's name. But here, they're all chanting, Jesus, 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 Jesus. They're so excited. And they never get bored shouting out how great Jesus is. In every part of the world, they're seeing different languages about Jesus. Brilliant. So guys, thank you so much. So we're showing that in every part of the world, that are part of a big church family that are saying, Jesus, that celebrate Jesus. Exactly. In different languages. But we've heard about it. You've heard me talk about it. Now we're going to see this. We're going to see 50 countries sing the same song throughout the world.
so much has changed in our world lately. Wo auch immer du bist, ruf seinen Namen an. Jesus. Jesus. Don't wait another day. Every time I see that video, it grabs me just how big and diverse our global family is. All loving and worshipping Jesus in different languages. But maybe some of you guys who are very sharp, eagle-eyed, saw that a few of the faces were blurred. This was not a camera error. This was not an accident. This was on purpose. That's because in certain parts of the world... To show your face that you are a Christian, that you love Jesus, you're part of God's big global family, is dangerous. For some in dim parts of the world, to say that you love Jesus, to tell others about Jesus, to talk about Jesus, means you might get in trouble with the police. You might get thrown into prison. You might get your Bible taken away, not allowed to come into a church, not allowed to meet with other people who love Jesus. You may get laughed at at school or at work, and they put you the back, and you don't get the same opportunities as everyone else. They might beat you and be mean to you. And maybe, maybe your family stops liking you and won't speak to you anymore. It's really hard in some parts of the world to love and follow Jesus. Whereas we can be free to talk about Jesus, to love him, to come to a church family. For some people, to come to church they have to go in the dead of night. They have to sneak in. And when they come to a church building, they can't be loud like I am, though I'm just loud generally. But for these people, they have to be very quiet. And when the person speaks to the front, he has to whisper. And when they pray, they have to whisper. And when they sing, they have to sing quietly. And when they read the Bible together, they have to do it quietly in case someone hears them outside and tells the police. And then they're not allowed to do it anymore. It can be hard being a Christian. One in seven of us may have to do that. And I'll tell you what, they love so Jesus so much, though, they still will sing, even if it gets them into trouble. So we're going to sing our next song, Lord, Reign in Me. And in part of this song, we will be whispering, just like they do in other parts of the world. Over to the band.
I wonder how you found that. Was that easy, whispering that song? The band and I talked earlier today about, could we not finish, sing loud? And Palmy wants to do that. But so many of our global family can't do that. They have to sing quietly, no matter how much they want to sing it loud. Christians in the world are part of our global family, God's global family, have it tough. Particularly in places like Afghanistan, Iran, India, Yemen, Libya, and so many others can't do what we do every day. But there's one thing those churches, our global family, ask for help. They ask for help all the time. And there's one thing they ask for. Can you guess what they ask for help? It's prayers. They ask our global family to pray for them, to help them, to strengthen them, to encourage them, to make them brave and strong. So we have the next slide on for me, please. Thank you. A secret Christian says this, it's only thanks to you, to your prayers, that we're still here. If it not been your, for your prayers, we would have been long gone because the situation is very difficult. And that's why prayer is so important. Because for all those who are, find it hard, it encourages and makes them strong. And for us, it helps us remember that there are others who are not having it so easy. Both of us looking to Jesus for help. Can I have the next slide, please? So in the moment, we are going to pray together as a church family for those who are struggling, find it very hard. But to do so, I'm going to need my help from Lydia to grab these tables for me. I'm going to need Letty's help to grab the activities over here. Because we're going to do something. Can we have the next slide, please? Lou roll prayers. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Lou roll prayers. Let me tell you what Lou roll prayers are. In some parts of the world, you have our brothers and sisters in prison and they've got no paper. No paper to write, to encourage each other. The only thing they have is toilet paper. And so they write secret prayers to each other to help them get through the hard time. So here's what we're going to do. In a moment, I'm going to pray, but I want those who are interested, the kids, and maybe the big kids if they want to, can come and write some short prayers for our church family. And if, if you can't write, you can draw a picture for us. We're going to stand and do it. We haven't got any chairs. So can I have some big kids and small kids adults and non-adults, come and join us to write some prayers, please, for our next slide. Have we got the next slide at all? Here's some of the countries that they're struggling. They really need our prayers. It could be something very simple. Lord God, help them. Amen. Or you could write an essay if you want to, if you're writing small enough. But here's a chance to write... And then we'll pray these prayers together at the end. But for the rest of us, we're now going to pray. 
So if you're not involved in the activity here, can you please close your eyes, bow your heads, let's pray together as a church family. Lord God, thank you so much that we're part of your big church global family. But Lord, we know our brothers and sisters in countries like Yemen and Libya and India and North Korea, they find it so hard. To talk about you means trouble with the police or going to prison or their families not liking them. Lord, will you help them? Will you make them strong? Will you make them brave? Will you help them to be faithful? Amen. And so guys at the front, you need to be very quiet. We're now going to be praying for those of our church family who have gone as missionaries, who've gone in mission who have gone to let other people know about this big, great global family to be part of it. And they need our prayers and support. So now let's pray for our mission partners. Please bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Lord God, we thank you for our mission partners in Nepal, Andy and Jenny, who have been working hard despite the pandemic who have been working hard despite the limitations they have. Lord, we pray, give them courage. Help them to have their eyes fixed on you. Help them to be effective. And we pray, help your church family to grow in Nepal. Amen. Lord, we also pray for Afghanistan. Lord, we know some of our mission partners have, after many years of being faithful to you, have now left and gone back home. But Lord, Afghanistan still needs you and still needs your church family there to be a bold witness. Lord, we pray, help them to do that. Protect them from attack. Help them to love you so much that they can't help telling others about you. And may your church in Afghanistan grow. Amen. We do indeed want the earth to rejoice, particularly the church in every part of the world, our big global family, God's global family, saying the splendor of the king, let the earth rejoice to Jesus, our Lord and king. So as we begin to finish our family service, can I have the last slide on for me, please? Fantastic. Just to let us know that our global family is God's global family. And God's global family wants Jesus to be loved and known everywhere. And the thing we can do about that is since that we're a part of God's global family, the church, let us pray for our global family. Not only doing that, there's two ways we can do that this week. One, I've been reminded just this morning that this Friday here at the church at 10.45, There is a prayer meeting for the persecuted church. That's the church that is going through what we've been talking about today. If what we've been saying has grabbed you and you're free on Friday morning, please come and join. And if you cannot, or even you can, I have a few of these, particularly if you're one of the young people, a map 
of the most persecuted part, our brothers and sisters, you'll find it really hard. Best part is, it's a glow-in-the-dark map. So put in the bright light for 30 seconds. I tried this yesterday. It glows in the dark. And it gives you a little bit of each of the countries to pray. So if you want to grab that, talk to me at the very end. I've got a few of them to give away. And that's another way to pray for our global family. So before we finish, let me just pray. And then we'll be refreshments. Lord God, thank you so much that we're part of your global family. Help us to be more aware and to pray for our brothers and sisters who find it really tough in other parts of the world. Help us to do that as part of our regular praying and glorifying you. Amen.